Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm really excited because today we have the specialist of all special guests. We have Mr. Vince Parker. Thank you, Vince, for hanging out with us today. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Josh. I don't know if I'm the specialist of all specialists, but those are very kind words. You you are. You are. And I'm actually, you know, I don't know if you've heard any of the recent podcasts that I've done with James, but I'm I'm not going to say anything degrading to you. I only do that with James. He's genuinely the only person I degrade on the podcast. Oh, okay. Now that everyone's clear that you at least degrade one person, we all know you're human. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's, that's good. You know, it's, true. it's just kind of vulnerability is a good thing to have. It's so good. It's a, such a good thing to have. Um, so, uh, hey, man, I wanted to start by asking you a question that I think is important to um, just the vision and direction of Switch right now. And I'm sure that most campuses have heard their youth pastor talk about this um, multiple times. And it's the idea that that our focus going into this year is more Jesus. And that sounds like you hear that and you're like, you're like, of course, of course, more Jesus. Like we're a, we're a youth ministry, like we're a church, we want more Jesus. But it's so simple, it's so concise, which is part of the reason I love it so much. But help us, um, if you wouldn't mind, because this really started and came from you. Um, what does that really mean for you? Like when you tell us we're going to have more Jesus and switch, what kind of got your heart to that place? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, Josh. I think there's a lot of things that, you know, when you think about the start of a new semester or the start of a new year that you're like, man, God, what do we want to see? Like, we want to reach more students. We want, man, to serve more people in our community. Even you personally, you might be like, oh, man, I just want to be a better mom or a better dad. But at, at, at the center of everything to me was was Jesus. And that to have more Jesus meant that in our own lives, we actually had to make room for him, right? Because in truth, we can try to add things to our plate, but your plate can only hold so much. And so more Jesus wasn't just simply saying, hey, I want more Jesus, but saying, you know, Jesus, I, I want you to be the center of everything. I want you, because with, with more Jesus and with that more focus, what, what you get and what you find yourself going is, is, oh, now you're a better parent because you, you're loving better like Jesus. Now you're a better coworker because you're, you're loving more like Jesus. Now you're a better friend. You are a better switch leader. You are better because more Jesus. Because here's the you don't get more of anything by accident, right? You, you have to be intentional, right? Like, I, I wish I could just easily just get more money, right? But in order to make that happen, I've either got to get a second job, do some kind of side hustle, save money, pay some stuff off, but it just doesn't happen. And it's the same thing with Jesus. And Jesus is the most important thing in our lives. It should be at the center of all that. And if my prayer is simply this, for the students, for you as a leader, is that in your life, there would be more Jesus. And it's like I tell the youth pastors, it's just not more Jesus, but it's more Jesus on purpose. Right. That's I love that. And um, it's something that I, if I'm honest and I told I told my team, I said, it's so, like it's so easy for me to look back 
even on different years, just through, throughout different years um, over time of being in ministry, I can look back and go, man, I was not as intentional with my own walk with Christ as I should have been. And as a result, I can see that the spiritual intensity of our ministry is not where it could be. If, if I had done a better job of making sure to do just what you're saying, which is you don't get there on accident. It has to be intentional. And so it's, it's the same thing for the example we're setting for our students, which is, man, like we, we want them to be closer to God. Okay, then the only way for that to happen is if we ourselves are pursuing him in the way that we're hoping they will do as well. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about this year and really look forward. Um, I'm just really excited and expectant because I know that God is going to do some really special things. And I'm excited about my campus individually, but also switch in general. Um, just, I look at globally what, what we have in front of us. Um, truly the, the darkness um, that is in the world and, and the confusion that students are dealing with. And we look and go, man, how exciting is it that we get to serve the one who is the hope of the world? And if there's ever a time we should be more fired up, it's when we are going into a time that feels like it could easily be overwhelmed by darkness, but we know that the light wins. And so I'm, I'm just excited for what God holds in 2022. I'm uh, with you. I'm super excited for it. Well, hey, so this week I wanted, the reason that I asked to meet with you and talk about, uh, the reason I wanted to meet with you in general was because of our topic for one. Um, so our topic and what we're wanting to talk about is who owns Switch? And so really it's, it's like the conversation around ownership. And I don't know anybody better than you that not only owns things that are your responsibility, and, and by that I just mean you know how to look at something from a maybe a little bit of a unique perspective um, in a way that maybe like naturally for most of us, we don't process things that way. And it seems to be a little bit more of in your nature to go, man, how do I get more people around me that are also owners? And so I'd love um, to kind of hear from you on what your thoughts are around the idea of, okay, there's, let's say that there's a business, right? And let's say in the business, there are people running the business. So they're workers, right? They're running the business. And then there's an owner. And so like when you look at those two different roles, how would you describe their differences? Yeah, that, that's good. I think the business analogy is, is a great one. But I would even think, say, think of it as a small business, right? Think of it as a business, let's say you want to start a car detailing business. Don't ask me why, but you just want to start a car detailing business, but you don't have anything. And so you borrow some money to buy a pressure washer and the tools you need and you get some from your aunt, you get some from your mom. And this is how you're going to feed your family. This is how you're going to take care of people. Right. And because of that, everything you do, you know, is based on your reputation. Like if you can't get these cars clean, if you can't provide a great customer experience, well, you're not going to get repeat customers and the new customers aren't going to tell you about it. So the things that you do as a business owner, a small business owner, are night and day different than what would you do if you just work for a large retail company who, say, was selling the products, right? 
the level of conversations that you have, the ability to stop and take a moment and get to know someone and get to know their story, because you know that every conversation, every story leads to you what? Feeding your family. And here's the deal. We want to be owners of Switch and we want to teach our students to be owners of Switch, not because we're feeding our family, because we're spiritually investing not only in the lives of students, but personally in our own lives. And so for each one of us, that looks different. Just look at Switch's many different businesses that you could start. You could be a small group leader. And again, you could be the customer who's like, or the owner who's like, hey, I washed your car and I'm never talking to you again. Or you could be the small group leader. It's like, hey, man, here's some suggestive maintenance tips and here's some things that you can do to save some money. And just let you know, man, after uh, that recent snowstorm with the ice and salts on the road, man, I'm going to check in with you and kind of give you some things that you can do to kind of help better last out the longevity of your car and your paint and take care of it or whatever the business may be. You're going to be about it like that. Because again, but now we're talking about investing in people's lives, right? And when we're owners, the students that are part of it, we teach them to be owners, right? It's not simply like if we see some trash on the floor that we pick it up, but sometimes it's even the conversation that we go and have with the student that we saw drop the trash, not to chastise them, not to beat them down, but to be like, man, what can I do to help make them an owner, right? Because sometimes as an owner, if someone does something that we disagree with, we wouldn't go yell at them or beat them up. We would have a conversation to show them why we love what we're a part of and why we do what we do. And I think even in that, that's just kind of the difference of an owner is an owner loves what they do. They're excited about what they do. And we're as Christ followers. We're excited that we love that Jesus loves us. We're excited that we get to follow Jesus. We're excited that we get to make other people followers of Jesus, introduce them to Jesus. And God says they will know us by the way that we love people. And I think we're not just owners of what's happening in Switch, but essentially since our mission is to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ and in Switch, that's students. That means that we are owners of the gospel. We are owners of the good news of who Jesus is. We are owners of bringing heaven to earth. And I don't know if there's anything that you can be a greater owner than. But I think oftentimes, though, we kind of forget and it's easy for us to take things for granted because we assume that someone else is going to take care of it. And here's what I think, to be honest with you. In truth, someone else probably is going to take care of it. Like it, it, Whatever that task is, whatever the thing that needs to get done, someone else is going to take care of it. But that we don't do it because we know it's not going to get done. We do it because we get to. We do it because we're excited about it. Strange enough, Josh, we talk about it all the time. I love to mow my yard. Mm-hmm. Right. So much so that when in the summertime, I'm mowing it like every other day. Like I love that golf course look. Right. I, I you can almost say I'm proud of my lawn. When when people say, hey, man, your yard looks good. That's not a compliment. If you don't say my yard looks like a golf course, then I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it to the level I could be doing it. Right. But I'm an owner of that. Right. I'm excited about that. If you get me to talk about lawn stuff, I can talk for days. 
right? And we all have passions that we feel that way about. So it could be lawn stuff. It could be keeping your car clean. You could be that way about your kids. You could be that way about your job. But how can we not be that way about who Jesus Christ is? Yeah. About how he's changed the world, how he's changed our lives. So even the smallest things, if we are owners of our own relationship with Jesus, right? So you, you don't even have to think super big picture. Like I'm an owner of all things switch and I got to make sure every single, no, think about this. I'm an owner of my personal relationship with God. Drill it down to the smallest thing, which means what? Man, I care about how I spend time with God, right? I care about what my prayer life looks like. I care about how I read God's word. I care about the things that I'm watching or not watching. I care about how I'm loving to other people. Like, I care about that. Like, if you just did that as an owner, when people look at your life, they would be like, I don't know what's different about Susie. I don't know what's different about LaKendra. I don't know what's different about Steve. I don't know what's different about Sam. But this is what I know. Man, I want some of that. People will see that from a distance. So again, you don't have to think, man, I'm the owner of this giant thing. But think of it this way. I'm the owner of my personal relationship with God. And watch how it overflows out of that. Watch how you're a better friend, a better spouse, a better parent, a better coworker, or even a better business owner, a better, better switch leader. But when we own, right, because owners don't sit around and wait for someone to instruct them what to do. But in truth, the reason many of us aren't owners in the youth or in switch is because we're not necessarily owners of our own faith. We sit around and we wait for someone to give us that next instruction from Pastor Craig on Sunday or Saturday night, whenever you attend, or from the youth pastor on Wednesday night. When God is saying, hey, I'm right here and I'm walking with you. And we want to be owners of our faith. Why? Because faith is an active thing. And so that's kind of how I look at it, Josh. That's kind of how I approach it. If we're all owners of our faith, then everything else will overflow from that. So then it makes me think of it. So if we're taking ownership and we're applying it to our youth ministry, we're applying it to switch and we're going, yeah, in every area of my life, I want to, I want to look at the things that, that have great value. I want to look at them through the lens from the perspective of an owner, because we know that owners, owners care more about their stuff than they care about the stuff when they're a worker, right? Like, if, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, um, so I've, I've had a lawn business before, right? And I cared a lot about the maintenance of my equipment, right? And now, now the guys that worked for me, they just cared that it had gas in it, right? And I'm, I mean, it doesn't, it's nothing, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah. bad for them. It's just that at the end of the day, they weren't nearly as worried about the long-term value that we were going to get out of that equipment, making sure the oil was changed all the times and the blades were sharp because they didn't have the financial investment that I had in that same thing. It would be the same, same way as like, if you rented a car, that company cares a lot more about that rental car than you do because they own it. And so I look at switch and it makes me think for myself from a youth pastor perspective and um, Vince, you, you used to be a youth pastor on a campus. And so you, you understand this perspective as well. Um, 
it's like, what, what is it as a youth pastor? What is it that we are looking for? Or what is it that we see in people that we go, man, that person has it. Like there's something about that switch leader that when I am around them, it just seems like they make this place better. Like when they're here, it just seems like I don't have to worry about the ball getting dropped. Like when they're here, it just seems like if I forget something, it's it's going to be all right because they already know what's supposed to happen and they care about it happening right. So even though Josh knows what to do, Josh is also human. And sometimes I just like, I, I just straight up will forget something, right? And so there may be, there's nights where, um, I may mess. I may say say that we were going to do something during the experience, right? And I'm so used to some of our normal rhythms that I almost forget what's going to happen during that part of the experience. And then somebody comes to me on my team and goes, "Hey, man, just making sure you didn't forget. Like, I mean, you said that we were going to create this moment right after worship, and it it seems like you're you're still standing back here and like you're you're not planning to do that. I want to make sure you didn't forget, right? Like, those are people that that are invested and are all in going, okay, I know the plan and I'm not going to like, I'm not going to try to fix, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to try to make things go my way or anything, but I am going to try to help make sure that things go the way it was planned. I'm going to try to help make sure that I can maybe help avoid any problems. And so I love being surrounded by those people. I love people that will come on and give me feedback on the podcast. I love it when people do that, if they good or bad, um, leaders will walk up to me and be like, man, this one part, that was incredibly helpful to me. Like it led to this action or they'll come to me and say, Hey, um, this week, like, it seemed like you guys weren't really having fun. Like, I mean, it seemed, it seemed like you were just being real serious the whole time and it didn't seem very fun. And I mean, not that it all has to be fun the whole time, but I mean, I was kind of bored, you know, like, I mean, I, I've been giving that feedback and I'm like, okay, I can work with that. Thanks for being honest. Like, to me, that's somebody that cares about the outcome because they know that they're not the only ones listening and that and that because this is a resource, we want to be helpful. And so I think about that in so many different areas um, of my life, but especially in youth ministry. So, um, hey, la- last question on this topic, and I, I'm going I'm to ask this for the people who maybe are still a little bit going, yeah, but I don't know if it's my place. All right. So the question is, is it possible to be too much of an owner. And so by that, I mean, like, is it possible for me to overstep a boundary um, that maybe is just, I've gone a little bit too far? Um, And if so, if it's possible to do that, then how do I maintain a healthy balance of what it should look like for me to be somebody that supports my leader, but also somebody that cares significantly about the outcome of this ministry and wants to be an owner? Yeah, it's good. Very good. Here, here's here's what I'd say to that question: Is it possible to overstep? The answer is yes. Why? Because you're not doing it out of love. That's good. There's a difference between doing something out of love and doing something out of control, right? So you might have a preference and you might be like, Hey, I think it should be done this way. 
And it just bothers you every time it doesn't do get done that way. And you're just like, I'm going to say something because I'm an owner. Which is way different than, man, every week you notice when kids, new students get checked in, it's just not a loving experience. And what bothers you is that those kids aren't being loved. And so you know there's about 50 different ways that you can make that experience more loving for people. And you don't care which way it is. You're just saying, hey, Josh, man, here's the deal. Man, I'm standing here. I'm noticing if you want me to help with it, I'll help with it. But when new kids check into our experience, I just noticed that if that was me, it feels more like I'm signing up to go visit a doctor for the first time. Then it does like, hey, you're welcoming me in and making me feel like this comfortable, great place to be. Right. Versus going, hey, it's got to be done this way. It's got to be done. And I think that's the difference is, yes, you can overstep. For us to be like, you can't and you should be an owner, you should speak up. No, it's like the neighbor who would come to me and tell me the way I should mow my grass. He might be like, hey, man, you got to keep your grass at least an inch tall. And I'm like, no, that's not out of love. Like, it's way different than saying, hey, man, I don't know if you know this, but uh, pouring bleach on your grass ain't good for it. I just, you know, I love yards. And so I just want to let you know there's a lot of good things you could put on your yard, but I probably wouldn't pour bleach on it. And so, like, that's something that's done out of love. But to be like, you got to use this fertilizer. Like, if you ain't using this fertilizer and every time it comes up, Versus going, hey, you might want to use some fertilizer to help feed your yard. You might want to water your yard so it doesn't turn brown from drying out and the leaves die off. So there's a clear difference between doing something out of love because you have a passion, you care for something, and doing something out of what I'm just going to call control. I want to see this done my way, right? And control does not make you an owner, right? There are people who do not own businesses that go places that other people own and they're like, no, you should do it this way because if I own this, I would do it this way. And it's like, uh, no, you just want control. And so here's the question I would ask myself. What's the thing that I want to see happen from this? Is it that people are better cared for or is it, is it done this way? And I think if the answer is, I want people to be better cared for, then I think you're on the right track. But if it's like, it's got to be done this way, then you might be off track. It doesn't mean you are. But here's my suggestion. In a very apologetic way, go to that person and say, here's the deal. I hope my heart is right. But here's a thought that I had. And feel free to ask the question and be like, hey, was I off in that? Like, was my approach right? Don't ask them about how your idea was. But ask them, hey, did I approach you in a way that felt loving? Did I approach you in a way that felt life-giving? Because if you do that, that will help you grow and help you understand. The idea is not to uh, ignore or not proceed, or not say anything to be on the safe side. But the idea is that we take a risk because we are better form big risk takers, and sometimes that's saying something. But we are also followers of Christ, and so we do everything out of love. And sometimes taking a risk is making a statement, 
and then asking, hey, did I do that out of love? And so that's my approach and how I would do that. Basically, you're saying check your heart. Um, ask yourself, what are my intentions behind this conversation? I, I, I really like that you said that. It made me think, what I was thinking as you were saying it was, um, sometimes it may be good for, for us to go, hey, how will I respond if my feedback isn't applied? This is a good you know, one like, too. Or like, how will I feel if if they go a different direction? Because if they do go a different direction and I then feel offended that they didn't go my direction, then there might be a little bit of either a heart issue or maybe some something else that needs to be talked out. Because in a healthy um in a healthy relationship and in a healthy amount of ownership, there should be the ability for us to speak into things without always getting the outcome that we desire. And so, you know, like it being an owner doesn't mean it just always goes exactly the way that I want it to go because a great owner recognizes that sometimes the people that work for you actually may have better ideas, right? So like it's, it could go yeah. either way. And it's important that we understand that. And that's that's why there's more than one person involved in the conversation. So, hey, those of you listening that are part of Switch, um, a couple things that I, I want to remind you. It does not say volunteer on the back of the shirt you're wearing. It says leader. And it says that because you have leadership and you have a platform of influence in the church. And so we hope that each of you that wear that shirt, that you wear it and, and recognize the weight um, that you take on when you wear it, that you are taking on weight to be an influencer in the life of a teenager, um, that you are carrying the weight to better the youth ministry of your church, and you're carrying the weight to help the next generation continue to move the church forward. And so for each of you that do that, we're so grateful um, to get to be a part of this with you. Um, Vince, as we wrap up, is there anything else on your, on your heart or mind that you'd like to, to share uh, in closing with, with our youth lead, our switch leaders? Man, please know I love you. I am super thankful for you, for your dedication and all that you do. Uh, you guys are the best of the best. And when I see you out and around about when I visit campuses, please come up and say hi. I'd love to shake your hand, hug your neck, or whatever you feel comfortable doing in this uh, 2022. Uh, but you guys are the best of the best. And uh, Josh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. We appreciate you joining us. And for everybody listening, if you ever have any questions or ideas of things that we could talk about on the podcast, please remember, email those to us at switch at life.church. And as always, thank you so much for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.